the Loud Sports Show. Both teams play hard. I'm a man. I'm 40. Both teams play hard. What? Both teams play hard. I'm sorry, Fiesta. Both teams play hard. Diddly. Poo. God bless and good night. Send it in, Jerome. All right. We are back in the saddle for episode number 28 of the Loud Sports Show. As always, I am Justin. He is Anthony. And uh, I don't know if I did a little mic check for you, but I think you should be good to go, buddy. Uh uh, see, <laughs> and the microphone is there. Not, it is there. It is the microphone is not even on for this guy, uh, but we are good to go on another Sunday. It is starting to be summer around here. That's for sure. I'm starting to get hot. We had to get the show going before I turn the AC on, man. Because whew, not, it's, it's supposed to be 90 degrees today. Can run, you believe that? Run for cover. Run for cover, man. 90 degrees for the play-in tournament start. The playoff tournament start. We're gonna. We're going to go over that. We're going to go over the fact that Julio Jones is apparently on his way out of Atlanta no matter what. Uh, we'll talk about the UFC from last night a little bit. And the fact that Kwame Brown is apparently losing his ever-loving mind in the public. Um, but <laughs> what? You gonna say something? I, I don't know anything about this Kwame Brown thing. I just hear about it, but I haven't followed it. I did some research last night because I was curious myself. And let's apparently, just... he's quite the orator, though. He's quite the what? The orator. What do you? What does that <laughs> mean? He tells a great story, speaks well. Oh, my man is uh, the funny part to me. Honestly, I went to go look it up. Is how many videos has this man made in the last week? Because my lord, there was a plethora of Kwame Brown videos on the internet. But if you've seen any of the videos, you'll know that I need to stop doing the whole Kwame Brown thing, or else Kwame might be coming. For my ass soon. Oh, I mean, coming for nobody. <laughs> no, you're right, because I didn't make fun of him uh, back in 2001, 10 years ago when he was an 18-year-old kid, and thank God I didn't, because if you did, who even Jamel Hill was like, I hope I didn't make fun of him, but if I did, I am so sorry, Kwame, please don't come for my ass. What does he have, receipts? <laughs> He's just checking everybody's ass. He don't, from Rachel Nichols to Mike Wilbon, they don't care. If you were in the way, if you were associated with somebody in the way, if you were tied to somebody who said something bad to you. What's he mad about? He... he can I be honest with you? You need to go watch it because I thought I thought the same thing. Then I was just like, "Boy, brother's making a lot of sense out here." What did he say? <laughs> quick rundown. Just it's all right. So we'll talk about this now, real quick. So real quick, Kwame Brown was just pissed because I guess on all the smoke pot, he was saying that that Stephen Jackson was on ESPN, basically running him down. It, it it was the the couple of videos when I got to when he was like Stephen A. Smith is on basically. Uh, I thought it was not first take. Um, the jump. Because he made sure to point out that he was on, uh, I want to make sure I say quotes, with his uh, white mama, Rachel, Rachel Nichols. Oh, boy. It was going here. It was going here, yeah. Um, and basically, he was just talking about how Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes were bashing him uh, in various regards. And, and Kwame made it a point to say, if these guys had been talking about basketball, I could be cool with that. But basically, he was saying, Stephen Jackson's telling me, like, my life's worth nothing. I'm, I'm not a man. I'm a piece of crap, blah, blah, blah. I'm a bust, this and that. And he was just like, this is the same activist guy who's out here on the street telling everybody everybody's lives matter. And now I'm nothing. I'm a piece of crap. I'm nothing. He was like, let me tell you this. I came to Washington in 2001 when I was 18 years old. I bought my mother a house on the golf course. You guys want to sit over here and call me a bust? I took my mother out from the ghetto and put her, literally bought her a house on the golf course. You want to tell me I'm nothing? I'm not worth anything? I'm sitting back and being like, I guess that's a fair it's point. It's hard to argue with it, this man. It's a fair point, but I mean, we could still call him an NBA bust as far as talent goes for the number one overall pick. But then, but then, Jamarcus Russell on, was on. able to I, do I, the I, same I, exact oh, thing. Stop, 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 I'm coming for you. Stop. I don't, I'm, trying, I'm trying to protect you. Hold on. No, I'm not. I'm hold not on, saying. I'm on. not. I'm hold not trying on. to talk anything bad about hold him as on. a man. But the other part of it was. That and there was a clip that Jalen Rose and Jalen Rose and he, then he came out again. So I was like, how many Kwame Brown videos are there? Then he came out with another video thanking Jalen Rose because 
and again, I had to go look it up. It was a clip from first take from maybe nine years ago, eight years ago. But Jalen Rose's point, and that's why I stopped you, because he's literally talking about exactly what you're talking about. He was like, this man was in the NBA for 10 years, and someone's paying him million dollars, millions of dollars to play basketball. How can you call him a bust? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying he's he's a bust in terms of what the organization thought they wouldn't get with the number one overall pick. Now it goes to the same reason as to why dudes were when they allowed it jumping from high school to the NBA. It was because they wanted to get paid, get their families into better situations. I don't fault anybody for that, but like in the stands of looking back on it and being like, yeah, we get the number one overall pick. And we took a guy who we thought was going to develop into being a, basically the franchise guy at the time, and then he doesn't turn out to be that. That sucks for the organization. I don't think it makes the ma- I don't think it makes the man less. But at the same time, and this and this is what I found really. Um, this has nothing to do with Kwame, but just in terms of because everybody said the same thing about Darko. And then if you watch the piece they did on ESPN about Darko, and they talk about a kid who comes over here at 18, barely speaks the language, has no friends, it's not a great environment for some of these guys. So it's not always going to work out. And yes, some guys are knuckleheads and some guys are going to blow it, Some whatever, however it is. But like, from a basketball standpoint, the Washington Wizards didn't get what they thought they were getting when they drafted Kwame Brown as the number one overall pick. But that happens all the time. The Anthony Bennett's of the world, the Michael Ola Candies of the world. Like these guys turn out to not be franchise guys that become Hall of Famers. See, I can understand that, but, but the problem was that's not the stance that anyone took. The stance that Stephen A. So so just just to give you just to give you context, it was Jalen Rose, Stephen A, and Skip Bayless. And when Jalen Rose literally said how can you call the man a bust? He's been in the NBA. He's getting paid millions of dollars to be play basketball to be to play basketball. How can he be a bust? Literally, the words out of Skip Bayless's mouth were, "Unfortunately." That's all he said. He said, "Unfortunately," and then Steve, and then Stephen A's rebuttal was, "This man's been in the NBA for ten years. He ten years is a pretty on. decent career, <laughs> dude." <laughs> like, and this is what I'm saying. So what you said isn't even. Is isn't even what made Kwame Brown mad, and that and that's why I want to make sure that I'm pointing out what was being said about him that made him go off. Stephen A's point in that conversation was: Here's a guy who was in the in the league for ten years. He ain't worked on a jump shot. He ain't worked on this. He ain't done this. So Kwame Brown, blah blah. And Kwame Brown's rebuttal was: I'm the number one overall pick, and I get put into games by coaches. You want to blame me for what my statistics look like? I'm getting put into games when there's five minutes left in the game. He was like, I don't know if you played in the NBA. When there's five minutes left in the game, it's a free-for-all. He was like, everybody out there is trying to do the same exact thing. They're trying to score, get their points up. Are you talking about in a blowout, though, or a competitive game? And, and he, he was saying, it was, he was like, I'm up 30. He was like, team's up 30. Yeah, I've been stuck in the game. Yeah, he was like, bench clearing, it's time to get a highlight reel. So he's like, he's like, his point is like, the reason why I was able to get a job in the league was people looked at the analytics, looked at the numbers per minute, saw what I, what I was able to provide, and no offense, Stephen A., people smarter than you saw I belonged in this league, and that's why I'm getting paid basketball. See, I, I don't, I don't. And, and, and the only thing he's attacking is these people who are coming at him on fire. And when you take the time to actually listen to what he's saying, the thing is, it's, it's points that haven't been brought up, but he makes a good point. He's like, I was an 18-year-old kid out here, and, and his, his, his major... Expected to carry a franchise. But his major stance is... And this is why he go, he goes to the reporters and stuff. He's like, the problem is, your boy selected me. And he's talking about MJ. He's like, your boy selected me. 
And instead of you guys being able to come at your boy in the public and be able to bash MJ, he's like, I'm talking about you, Stephen A. Smith. I'm talking about they you, Michael. They got on Jordan. He Not like, as much as they got on Kwame. He's like, but, but it's a lot easier just to go and crap on the 18-year-old kid who never made it before because you don't have to see that guy on the golf course. You're not going to go hang out with that dude. He was like, so it's a lot. He was like, and the thing that drives me crazy, he was like, it's 20 years later now. Y'all still I don't realize he was in the league for 10 years. You yes, get it, get it. man. You, you know, know? The, thing, the thing is, is like. Anthony Bennett is a bust. Kwame Brown isn't the yeah, bust, but he, bro. Yeah, but even from that same perspective, like he got picked number one, he got paid, and but now my, he's probably not in the league. My point is, you, but, can, say, you can say he's a quote-unquote bust. He, he had one contract and he was out. He became Kwame, a role player, Kwame, Kwame Brown, Brown. played a decade in the NBA. But you know what else that comes <laughs> down to, though? And and obviously, you know, there is, there is talent there to be the number one overall pick, and there's talent Absolutely. there to still have a 10-year career. But, like, if you think about it just from the standpoint of, like, how he's able to keep it in the – like – Size, baby. Like, teams always needed size. And if you can be a productive role player with size, and no one's asking – at that point, no one's asking you to be like, yo, go get us 20. Like, they're like, yo, go grab some boards, get us some, get us six to eight points if you can. You're coming off the bench, like, yeah. in the eight-nine role. Like, well, that was the other thing that started pissing, started pissing Jalen Rose off. You actually see, like, in the interview – Again, it was ten years ago because they all look young as hell. But Jalen Rose like, like was like ignoring Stephen A. Smith because he because Stephen A. Smith's thing was, oh, you trying to tell me there's not guys in the league who just in the base on their size? And Jalen Rose was like, no. And and he actually <laughs> the clip cut off because he even started saying he was like, you think Brian Scalabrini? And I'm like, it's it's the point that those dudes that same kid who just called Scalabrini, oh, I can challenge you. And Scalabrini goes, yeah, and obviously these dudes can hoop. That's it's the same. not. But Stephen A.'s point, and, and it was his point, was that there are guys out here who are just seven foot stiffs who can't do. Can't do dick, and he tried to make Kwame Brown be like one of them. And Kwame Brown's like, how how can that be true? If someone just for a decade paid me millions of dollars See, to do this job, I don't I don't think that guys are out there just as stiffs walking around at six ten and higher. But that's why he's getting mad. But I think there are definitely like if you look at you know the way teams are constructed, and when it comes down to filling out those roster spots, if they need size, they might take that six ten guy over another guard that's that, just going to be though, in, you know what I mean? who he, may he, be more talented. You may need to hire an IT guy than, than a sales guy, you right? Know what I mean? Exactly. So it's, like, it's a matter of roster construction. But ten years, I didn't realize you got to eat ten years. Hey, that's not a bust that's so much bust. as that's not a bust so much as he just didn't live up to the expectations the of spot. the number yeah of is the that, number one overall so, pick. Someone says, "Hey, Andy, we want to take you number one overall pick." You'd be like, nah, Nah, bro, I belong in the 20s. Like, that's what you should, you know I mean? I should be picked number 22 around that. You're going to be like, no. No, obviously ass. not. I mean, this is it's the same. <laughs> you know, like you said, Anthony Bennett's probably a bust. He's out of the league at this point. That's more towards but, what you would but, call a bust. But you know I mean? at the same time, that's a guy who shouldn't have been the number one overall pick and who yeah, that exactly. should be blamed on the organization, exactly. not the player. But. But then you have the Jamarcus Russells of the world, which is, again, totally different sport. Now, that, that is, guy was just like. Hey, I don't care. He's like all the talent. Hey, playbook. What's that? They they would do the whole trick on him, give him the blank pay. You, you remember that that story? They they they, they give, give him a hundred dollars. The, they give him the no, they give him the, yeah, give him a blank a blank up. playbook. And they ask him about blank it. Playbook or a blank <laughs> tape. Freaking ridiculous, man. Now, now that is what I would say is an unprofessional, unprepared man who was put in a position and just never took advantage of it at all. That is a guy who's a bust. But Kwame Brown, like I said, it's, it's worth you going on and checking these videos because I thought it was all rubbish. And then he started calling uh, years, wow. Matt Bonds, Becky with the good hair, and he starts going in on these guys. Man, He starts like calling them. Yeah, he started saying you're working for the man. That's crazy. Like I, said, I didn't Rachel, realize 10 years. I know, I know he bounced years, around man. the league yeah, as far as like just not obviously – did he with the Lakers? Got he was ring? on that Lakers team. Hey, hey, you know what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's looking at these guys. Like, what is Stephen Jackson talking about? 
<laughs> like, okay, well, you scored more points than me? Great. Okay, awesome. I played for the Lakers, got a ring, played with Kobe, did all this. It was drafted by Michael Jordan first overall. Like, call me, if you're Kwame Brown and you hear these guys, you hear Steven Jackson. That's a great a career, actually. Ten years, get paid, get a ring. Just lack family. of expectation. He's That's chilling. all it is. He's living life right now. You know what I mean? And, and instead, he's got to turn on his TV and hear these guys still, still bashing him. Hey, the Wizards fans are not happy with him, though. They're still like, what the hell? I mean, they're not happy with him. They're not happy with Gil. There's a lot. There's a lot of dissatisfaction out there in Washington. They're not happy with John Wall. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of disappointing uh, things that's happened in Washington basketball over the last decade plus. That's for sure. But uh, but Kwame Brown, you think Kwame Brown's the? Let's let's put those three things in order. Kwame Brown, the Gilbert Arena situation, and the John Wall debacle. One, two, three. Which what do you think is has been worse overall? For I don't even think it's close. I think there's one clear cut answer here. That, see, no, there's not a clear-cut answer because it's a matter of how you're taking it. From a straight, like, image and look upon the franchise, that Gilbert Arenas thing is awful. That's that, number one. That's number, it's number one. If you're looking at it from a stance of, like, well, you know what? I guess it has to be number one. because no, that's even number if, one. Even if you look at it from a contract standpoint, you're like, man, they paid John Wall that money, but they got rid of him. They were able to move exactly. the contract, so I guess yeah. No, the, and <laughs> you on top, guns in the locker room. Don't do it. On top, of also that came from that. They also were like a legit Eastern Conference Finals contender, like in those years. With so your man like, Andre Blatch. Andre Blatch, fool. <laughs> Nick Young, Javale McGee. How how soon we forget? Nick Young never still, met a shot he wouldn't like. I can almost still name that entire roster. That's what's sad. Deshaun Stevenson. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, can go on forever, baby. It's a Doc Alley team. Oh, man. Karan Butler, the Anton Jameson, Gilbert Arenas, Etan Thomas. Karan Butler. Shout out. Quick, quick aside, I don't know if you saw Brendan Haywood going back, switching to the, not switching, but moving into the playoffs from yesterday. Caught glimpses of the game. Karan Butler screaming at the refs. But no. Giannis taking too long to shoot the free throw. <laughs> hey, 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 12 seconds, dog. <laughs> oh, Karan oh, Butler man. wasn't having it. Karan Butler showing his uh, showing his Miami t- Miami Heat ties out there. I guess yesterday he's on the coaching staff. Oh, well, pardon me. Even better. Even there's a lot of random guys like that, like Jamal McGlure on the on the Raptors staff. Man, some of these guys, uh, some of these guys will sneak on those stats for you. Let's talk, let's talk about the playoffs real quick. Uh, let's go through just real quickly the games that happened yesterday. Uh, the Bucks. You said the Bucks and Heat. Bucks in a tight one. We're able to hit a <laughs> back and forth in the fourth quarter. Able to hit a Chris Middleton buzzer buzzer beater. Excuse me. To get the win at home, do you think? Do you think the Bucks are actually going to come out of the series? Because I, yeah, I picked the, the Heat. Bucks will be fine, me, but the Bucks will be. It looks fine. like they uh, they played a little close here, but they were able to get a game one win. The second game of the day yesterday was Mavericks Clippers. I thought this Luca goes for a triple double yesterday against the Clippers. There was a nasty, nasty Kawhi Leonard uh, uh, dunk on Maxi Kleber that uh, I saw all over the internet when I got home yesterday, but. The Clippers were able to uh, to keep it close. Like I said, the second game of the day was the first two games of the day were completely close. But Luka pulls it out. I'm trying to find the final score. I want to say it would end up being. I think it was like 113, 103 or something. I would say it ended up being Good almost job. double digits. Uh, it wasn't as close as it looked. The third game yesterday, the Celtics started off pretty well. I can say that. <laughs> they started off pretty well. You can say that about a lot of teams lately. I got excited. The for Warriors a while. started off well in two different games. Where are they? Yeah, it, it didn't end up with. I mean, it's, like I said, it started off pretty good for the Celtics. You knew that they weren't going to spend all game with uh, all three of the Nets guys not scoring like that. And, and Jason Tatum, he he's not going to be able to do it by himself all playoffs. It's just the truth. Uh, Kemba Walker was there early helping him out, but I mean, they they really are a two man offensive team. Once you get past Tatum and and Walker. 
Tristan Thompson, I don't know what he's doing out there. It doesn't matter. This is a problem. You got too much hope. You should have just bowed out in the play-in game uh, because now you've got all this hope. You think there's a chance, and there's no chance. Because you know why? You have one Tatum, and they have three Tatums. Yeah, so I mean, it's ne- it, And the disgusting part about it was those guys shot like shit in the first half, and you couldn't pull away or create a big enough lead. So that's all it comes away. down to. Because at the end of the day, they're going to catch up. They're going to make shots. And you just can't contain that. And it was almost like you can see it on their faces, too. Like, the whole time, they're just like, yeah, we, we're going <laughs> to. Like, I saw Kevin Durant and Harden on the bench. I'm like, first of all, they're both on the bench right now, which means that they're not that worried. You know what I mean? If, if Harden and Durant are both on the bench at, well, while they're down, they're not that worried. I saw worried. James Harden in a hoodie, and I was like, is he even playing? Oh, he is? He just doesn't care? All right. Yeah, let me say, just pull this up real quick. Now, of course, I hit a button. I saw Jabari Parker hit a three. I was like, okay, look at this. Look at all, look at Jabari Parker giving Celtics fans hope. I've been meaning to say that the last couple weeks. Jabari's been. He, I mean, that's the one. I I, I can't even get excited about it because it's. You can't it's get mute, excited at all point. about this team. This team really is can't. not good. You have nowhere to go. Just take the four zero sweep. Cancun, here we come. Yeah, I, I think this one is is sadly bound for a four zero sweep. I wanted to touch on that on the, on the Heat. Series uh, the Heat series, I think the Heat will win at least one of the games in Miami. If not, great. I don't want to say both what games. Does that in Miami. We're talking um, series wins. I don't care about individual games. Well, my point is, I at first I thought that he had a chance of winning that series, and the truth is, if they couldn't pull out that first game that close, I, I think Milwaukee's going to be taking that series. The Clippers, though, I think the Clippers, the Clippers are the three seed. No, what, what's the, no, the Clippers? Clippers are the four. It's the, a four the, or five the matchup, Nuggets right? Nuggets are the three seed. That's right. You're right. And they lost last night, too. They lost. And that was another close game back and forth, but then Portland just kind of took it up another level. And the truth is, Denver was able to hang with those guys, but I don't know. They're going to miss Jamal Murray. I mean, I mean that's obvious, but can, I just don't know if Jokic can do everything for them. Because those guys got to make shots. And there was a I think going into halftime, he had no assists. So... If those guys around him aren't going to make shots, it's the same thing with, you know, the Warriors situation. Like, Steph will get you 40, but if the Jordan Pools and the JTAs don't make shots for the team, then it's not going to matter. Yeah, that's what's killer is, is, I mean, the Nuggets are different in the fact that, like, obviously their, their primary ball handler doesn't have to be their, their star guard. So, I mean, they don't miss that much running the offense-wise, quote-unquote, with Jokic being in there and, and missing Murray. But the problem is you're still missing a scorer. And you can have Michael Porter Jr. and Aaron Gordon, these guys, try to step up all they want. Like you said, if you don't have somebody hitting the shots, at the end of the day, that's what basketball is. You have to score the basketball. And uh, what was the score? 123 over here to 109 is the final score. Uh, Damon Lillard, 34 points, 13 assists. I think Jokic finished with, with similar numbers. He had 33 points and, and 11 assists going to the uh, halfway through the fourth quarter. So he had to have similar numbers. But uh, some strong playoff performances yesterday. Chris Milton with the game winner, triple-double out of Luka. Let's see what he had here. He had uh, 31 points, 10 rebounds, and 11 assists. Uh, Kevin Durant with his first playoff game in, in well, a couple of years now. 32 yeah. points, 12. You know, I mean, we missed all it. of last season and then the back end. So Yeah, 32 points, 12 rebounds. Uh, some strong playoff performances. What do we have on the playoff docket for today? Let's see. It's got to be the other four games, right? Yeah, it's Wizards are going to lose to the 76ers Uh-oh. in the first game of the That's day. That's right, 1 p.m. Lakers, Lakers at Suns. See if you got it right. Oh, I know it's, Me- it's Memphis at Jazz is the last game of the Late day, night, and then Hawks uh, Atlanta is in between there. Seven p.m. today. That's right. So, uh, so like you said, we had uh, the Heat in Milwaukee yesterday, which I think we both agree Milwaukee will come out of that. Who do you like in the Mavericks Clippers series? 
honestly, because I thought the Clippers were definitely going to win, but after the way they the let, they sat those games. The Clippers have more talent, and they're a deeper team. I don't, I didn't see most of that game yesterday. Um, do I think again? That's a team just like you know, Luca will get his if Porzingis is healthy. Yeah, he's got a running mate, but then you you got to you know Josh Richardson, him Hardaway, Cleaver. They got to make sure Hardaway baby. Team. So I think. I think ultimately the Clippers come out of that. I just don't know if Dallas has enough at the end of it all to really stay with this team. I think if, you know, the problem with the Clippers, I think, is they think that they think that they won something. That's, I was going to say that. <laughs> and I don't, like, someone have a needs to problem. check them in the sense of, like, you guys have done nothing. Yeah. Like, you, just, it's all hype with this team. But I feel like if this team really tries to commit, especially on the defensive end, like it'll be a lot harder. But like I don't know if this Paul George Kawhi Leonard thing's really gonna work the way they think it is. And what's even worse is this is the last year, right, of the two years that they're guaranteed. I mean, they re-signed Paul George, right? But like, who's to say Kawhi's like mm, these guys are all fickle? But see, but it counts what you said. They re-signed Paul George, right? <sighs> I mean, is Paul George the effing problem? I don't know. Is there a no-trade contract in, clause in that contract? I mean, if you look at it, he was in Oklahoma City th- in Oklahoma City with Russell Westbrook, and now he's on the Clippers. Everyone's making a clamor for this guy over the last five years. Oh, we're going to get Paul George. Yeah, but Paul, Paul George. George was on an what MVP level in Indiana. He was on an MVP level when he was in Oklahoma City. The problem is, is okay, like, but what is he? what is he doing in the playoffs? You know, playoff P is, uh, is not a I'm real saying. thing, I guess, at this Everyone's point. Everyone's clamoring for this man. He, he They make it seem like you need him on your roster. He's going to be such an X factor. Well, you know what? When it comes down to it, he's not. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> I think he is. I think he can be. He you know, can be. But the, he, these guys going to have to want it. They're going to have to work for it. And It makes me nervous that the Clippers have Kawhi and Paul George, and Luka just went out and put a triple-double on him in one game one. That's Damn. all I'm going to say. Can, <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. It wasn't close. If I'm the Clippers, after, like, you, like we talked before, after losing to the Rockets, losing to the Thunder, coming into the first game of the playoffs, you're going to lose at home to – it's I, just game one, though. Game okay. one. Okay, that's how. That's yeah, how it's awesome. I, I know it always oh, starts that way. Oh, only down two zero. Then it's shit. We're going home. Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> shit, we're going home. But you know, <laughs> like you see it every year. These road teams, they come out, they win that game one on the road. They get wicked complacent in game two. Also they take happen. the they take the split. They think they're gonna go home and hold home court, and then it's back. To, you know, so it's just the NBA zigzags more than anything else. Yeah, and it's the most reliably unreliable thing you can bet on is that one team can look great in game one, and the next week, like they're gonna come out and look like dog shit next time, and it's just. So I just like Luca. I think load up on the Clippers in game two. <laughs> I just like Luca, and I really think that this could be a chance where we, every superstar has that one postseason when they kind of take over and, and push put their team on their back. Don't Clippers don't 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 be the first round victim. That's all I'm saying. Don't don't well, be the first victim I mean, in, in Luca's story. If they, if they get bounced in the first <laughs> round, I mean, wow, where does that team I, go? I don't even know what you do after that. Like like literally, you put in all the chips. You fired Doc Rivers. You brought in Ty Lue. You went and got all these guys. I, I bet I would Rondo, be at a loss for Cousins, words. Reggie Jackson, all these Beverly. I mean, I don't know what you do after I, that. I, I get you sell the charges. Just sell the team off, I guess. Again, right? Just put it, put it back on the market. Get your money back. And I mean, you get more than two at this point. That's, that's what for I'm sure. saying. Put the problem on someone else's foul bomber because uh, if this don't work, player, 
<laughs> and on top of it all, the Lakers end up in, a, in another final. Yeah, I, I just, you know what I mean. I just get the hell out of there. How about that? Um, Cancun, here we come. Exactly. Let's uh, real quick let's touch on these games that are coming on today. Philadelphia and Washington. Washington's the eight seed. Obviously, they they came out of the playing tournament after losing to the Celtics in the first game. They were able to overcome the Indiana Pacers. Who overcome? They blew them out. Say who who had themselves crushed the Hornets the night before. Then they had gotten crushed the second night. Um, Washington, man, they they didn't look terrible. Beal's obviously not one hundred percent. But they don't stand any. Just the fact alone that Joel Embiid plays for the 76ers, uh, uh, who's going to stop him on Washington? It's kind of like Tatum. Not no Daniel stop Gafford. Tatum? And definitely not Alex Len. I love so, Gafford, but, I mean, he ain't he ain't that much improved over the last couple of months. I'm going to go. I'm gonna tell you right now. Yeah, Daniel Gafford looks good. He ain't a bull no more. I don't care about Daniel oh, Gafford here we go. Yeah, right. So we're just reiterating the point from last week. It's laundry, you baby. Suck eggs. And, and I'll tell you what. I love me some Russell Westbrook, but man, when oh God, Russell, Russell, Russ loves to shoot his team right out of rhythm. It is great to watch at times. Sometimes you're like, why? Oh, he's gonna jack that. Yep, there was no need for that, and he's that doesn't go. go in. I love him. <laughs> I love him so much. But my God, just I mean, his defense—they don't have many reliable scores. No, it's him and Beal, that's and that's I mean, not I mean, enough to take down the 76ers. I would get sick of swinging it over to Ish Smith as well. Oh, Ish Smith will get you some, though. <laughs> I'd be sick of like swinging it to him all day, too. I'd, I'd stop putting the shots up if I was Russell uh, myself. But I think Philadelphia is going to cruise to a victory. It's the first game. I think even they know that. They're like, let's just put this on early, get this one out the way. Uh, Lakers-Phoenix, though. We were talking about this before. Lakers are the underdog, and I don't they're – the, they're the favorite for the series, but they're the underdog in game one. I don't – kind of understand why that doesn't make any sense i'm sorry you're favored to win the series but game one oof gonna have to make it like i guess they player. No, you know, that's phoenix some comes out on fire but like yeah, there's some... still some size down low that the suns can't match up with so some i don't, I don't know they have one center you know, you know what's even crazier it. is, and I'm sure you, this has nothing to do with it, but, like, did you see the thing where LeBron violated COVID protocols? I saw something. I didn't read it because I was like, does it really matter? You're not going to find him anyway. Nope. That's why nope. I just kept it going. Nope. The, king, the king is above. Exactly. They, were like, like, they were like, the king, COVID protocols? He, what? he wrote them. Listen, this is what I'm going to say. There was, there was a 40-second span in that playing game against the Warriors where the guy hopped up to try to draw a charge. Um, they they called a charge. Are we talking about LeBron? They gave him the charge. Um, my point is there was two calls against LeBron James, the charge and then the the, the now infamous Draymond Green foul in the face. They called both these fouls against the Lakers. They challenged both these fouls, and they saw that they were both wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so they so they called the charge, reviewed it, and was like, that was a block actually. Gold State gets shots, and then they did, they took that same foul with LeBron James got hacked in the eye, and he needed a whole bottle of eye wash to go see and complete the game Can't that they it. called, and they were like, actually, Can't it's not a flagrant foul; it's a common foul. My point is, even in the game, real time in forty freaking seconds, there was two calls where they literally tried to give these guys the damn game, and only because Steve Kerr was like. You want to take a look at that? Because goddamn, everybody else in the arena can clearly tell it wasn't the case. Well, they didn't challenge the, the the flagrant thing is automatically reviewed if it's contact to the head. But. Either way, it was literally one and down the court. Call on LeBron, challenge it again. Coming back down. Oh, guess what? LeBron, Bron's. There's. I, I started working with a guy this week, and he's like, "My favorite player is LeBron James." Of course it is. Of course it is exactly. But 
what I want to say to him is, don't you see little things like that? Like this, these are little things that like the the players from the old school look at, and they're like, "You are." He awesome. just wants a best you actor. Are amazing. Not. Why, dude? I literally walked over there. Like I watched the woman pour an entire bottle of eye wash into his eyes. Washed out. And I'm like, come on, dude. Like you don't see that. Like the camera's gonna be on you. Like you're supposed to be the toughest, baddest mother effer around on the court. Yeah, but that's how you gotta sell it. I, you gotta, you gotta make I the guess officials you can go down, recognize. You can go down either path, no, right? Like no, you can be no, the you baddest. Gotta lay, you gotta lay there like your life is on the line. But see, at but that he moment. wants to act like he's Billy Badass, and you can't be Billy Badass when somebody flicks you in the you eye. You can be Billy Badass though when you win a title, though. <laughs> when it all leads to a title, <laughs> nobody looks at that. But shit. But when Draymond grazes the eye, then all of a sudden you can't see for three days, and, and then the, the Draymond, press conference. Draymond nut tapped him. He was down for longer. So what, you know what? Well, in the press conference, oh, I just you know I saw three hoops. And well, I, I think just, he's full of shit on you, that one. You think? <laughs> you you think maybe? You Aim think for the maybe. one in the middle? Yeah, shut up. I'm that just is, no way. And that's what I'm like. No look, way. I love the guy. I respect the guy's an athlete. He's a one of a kind talent. He's an all world athlete, elite at all kind of levels. We'll never see again. But geez, man, someone you can't get a PR guy to get to him and be like, look, Brian, all I'm saying is this is the kind of stuff you do that some of these old cats be giving you grief for. Yeah, I just want you That's to know I'm that saying. the whole story was laid out in his mind when the shot was in the air. Oh, he was like, yo, I'm going to say I saw three rims, whether it goes in or not. And, then, and yep. And then the worst thing, the worst thing that could happen. The And this is why some people say that sports are scripted sometimes. And then he hits that damn three at the buzzer as the shot clock expires. That's what I mean. Like, We're going to hear about this all hey, he saw three rims. now. He saw three rims. Oh, my goodness. Man. He saw had, three rims whether it went in or not. I had to point it out because for the everyone always says, well, what's the difference between Michael Jordan and LeBron James? Michael Jordan never cried on the sideline because somebody hacked him in the eye and needed an entire bottle of eye wash to go out there and shoot a free throw. That I can tell you. That I can tell you, folks. Uh, again, I know it's different time, different era, but sometimes watching that stuff, it's a little hard to say, "Oh, this is the best in the world." Uh, come on, well, LeBron. I mean, it is the best in the world. Let's not. He is, not and that, stop but that that's what stuff. sucks, though. It's just hard to to say that this is the Sandberry now. With all that being said, I feel bad for, for Chris Ball because the Phoenix Suns came out. <laughs> I was thinking sucks. yesterday. That's Phoenix tough. Suns come out. You have a great year, record setting. Chris Paul comes in, sets the tone, exactly what you needed, and your reward. You get the Lakers in the first round of the playoffs. Congratulations. Probably another first round exit. Because do, do you see the Phoenix Suns coming in here being the Lakers? Hell no. Does anybody? Show of hands. Anybody? Hell no. That's not There's happening. There's no hands up. That's, so, I Those mean, guys would have to shoot the lights out for four games. And that's probably not going to happen. And realistically, there's going to be one game in there where you look at the calls. It's going to be very lopsided. And you're going to be like, oh, Phoenix actually has to win five games. So between the calls, between the fact that I can't think of one guy on the Phoenix Suns roster right now that can actually – a lot of teams have guys you can throw at LeBron James. Who on the Phoenix roster? I mean, Mikael Bridges. There's no one to Cam throw at Johnson. Anthony Davis. What did he have, 42 the last time they played and LeBron wasn't even on the court? That's what I'm saying. These guys have literally DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton's DeAndre is, is, about is the to center get on the lineup. And, uh it's going to be interesting because the truth is some part of me says, okay, well, have the Lakers played anybody who go, who has gone? Every single team I feel like this year has tried to match up against the Lakers. These guys will go ultimate small against them, and maybe, like you said, maybe they can't shoot the lights out. But at the end of the day, I feel bad for the Phoenix Suns. They had a hell of a year. Chris Paul came in. He's, he's been the point guard, the table setter, the leader they needed. Uh, Devin Booker has been – he's elevated his play. The, the team finished the number two overall team in the West. And now you get to play should've the Lakers. Got to one. <laughs> he should have got to the one seed. You get to play the Lakers in a game that, like I said, I, I, I don't. 
I have a hard time, if I'm being honest, seeing the Lakers losing any of these games. What, I mean, honestly, two, two Phoenix? Two Phoenix. I mean, oh, they'll lose something. It'll be a lazy game. This is just how the NBA works. Maybe maybe same thing as the Clippers. Maybe they've dropped this first one, and it's all downhill from there. But I mean, uh, it makes me really nervous, but the fact that you can get plus money on the Lakers today is a little wild. Run to the window. 3.30 start. Um, then, of course, we have Atlanta, the fifth seed in the East, taking on New York. The Knicks. Knicks are in the playoffs. Knicks are a four seed in the playoffs. Knicks ain't, Knicks ain't in the bottom barrel. Knicks are in the, the, they're in the top four yeah, seed in the hosting East. Playoff hosting playoff games. the playoff game. We're going to have fans in the building. Look at these guys. And every time they've played Atlanta, they beat the brakes off of them. Julius Randle is going averaging 37 points against the Hawks. Still going to probably be a seven-game series. but You think so? Yeah. It's gonna be a tough I feel one. like it'll be one of those series where they just go back and forth and back. Literally back and forth. Whether they alternate wins, whether they hold serve at home. It's going to probably go seven games. It happens every year, and it's always weird. When the playoffs come, I'm usually not hyped for – the higher seeds to play. There's always like some middle matchup that I Yeah, because the to. highest seeds usually just walk over the right. bottom seeds, so who cares? To me, this is kind of like the most ma- the matchup I'm most looking forward to watching. Yeah, it's always the three six and the four five seeds. Yeah. Usually the the one eights and the two sevens, they don't matter. These yeah, you man. know like we're talking about the seven going over the two in the west and the two easily going over the seven in the east and I feel kind of cheap now. Wait, because nobody gives Washington or Memphis a chance to win those series. Uh-huh. Like I feel kind of cheap now because earlier this year I said either uh, Atlanta, New York, or Miami would win a, a first-round playoff series. Now New York's playing Atlanta. Well, so you're going to be right of, in one of those That's sets. what I'm saying. So it's kind of like, hey, that's not the way I was really intending for it to work out. Um, in Miami, honestly, I thought Miami would have a better chance against Milwaukee. But after the game yesterday, if Milwaukee keeps it up. It's That's what they I get for going them. into Milwaukee wearing yellow. I did. That did throw me off. I was like, "I'm gonna dig those jerseys out now." From 1999 to now, like that's when you're gonna pull those things out. It's all you know. It's all about jersey sales and. Oh, it's for sure about jersey sales. But the problem is, is like rather than just wear like the red or the black or the white, you know they're gonna go to Miami and wear those godforsaken Miami Vice jerseys. And just be in the front to your eyes, like we were talking about before. The first Miami Vice jerseys were awesome. The ones they keep on having to turn out every year, why don't you just find something that looks good and stay with that? How about crazy idea? I know you got to try to sell jerseys every year. Money. Jeez, man. Jeez. Um, the last game of the day, honestly, Utah has been the number one seed in the NBA just about all year, right? Um, they're taking on Memphis, who scrapped to get in. Mitchell back? I don't know if Mitchell's back. I don't know. That's a good question. Um, Memphis scrapped to get in. I don't think anybody saw them getting into the to, to this spot, having to overcome the Spurs and the Warriors. Uh, but they did just that. John Morant had 35 points, I think, the other night in the playing game to, to, to send the Warriors home. Another TNT game. ain't happy that they did. No, man. The, the, the NBA could have had. What would you say? That ain't driving. It's not going to drive ratings. And that's actually what I was going to get to with this game is that Steph Curry had a chance to be in this game. You would have had Steph Curry versus the number one team in the West. That seems to be something. Uh, I thought there was a possibility if the Warriors had played a good enough game, maybe they could have challenged the, the, the Jazz here. Um, but Kelly Oubre, Jamon Green, Wiggins, these guys just didn't really show up with enough support for Steph Curry. Those guys fell. Those guys are going home now. Those guys will be picking in the, the lottery or whatever the hell you want to call it, the, the Mitchell purgatory. Will play. Devin Mitchell, uh, excuse me, Donovan Mitchell will play uh, tonight, and hopefully the Jazz will be at full strength. But the truth is, do you think this Jazz team, this is what I want to get to, is long for the playoffs? I mean, they've been the number one seed all year. They've they've been doing it with defense and and, and shooting and, co- and cohesiveness, um, but 
at the end of the day, they're, they're going to have to run into the Lakers or the Clippers or, or one of these heavy teams, man, for seven games. If you look, it's funny because you look at every every playoff, you know, scenario, and you're like, all right, well, if Utah takes down, you know, Memphis, that's expected. If it's like the Lakers run over the Suns, I don't want to say run over, but just in general, run over the Suns, it's like Denver, Portland, doesn't matter really. And then you look at, you know, the Clippers and the Mavericks, and then you just go, but who's beating the Lakers? That's literally what you say every right. every single time when you look at it. You're like, it doesn't matter. Like, even if you just start picking, like, just yesterday's game with the Clippers give you any confidence in that squad? No. Not at all. You know what I mean? So, you see Denver losing yesterday. No Murray. Like, they don't have a shot. And even Portland so, beating them. Like, Portland so doesn't. Who, what team has enough? To beat the Lakers, like it doesn't matter what you tell me at this point, seven seed or not, like they're not really a seven seed. Like, let's you know, it's just right. the luck of the draw. That's how the draw ended up. But the Lakers are coming out of the West. I, I don't see a situation where any of these other teams. I mean, can, bearing something happening to them. I mean, we saw yeah, barring injury. I was say we saw in the NFL this year basically the Chiefs were undefeated. Nothing was going to stop them until. Their own injuries basically shot them in the foot, and then yeah. it wasn't even a contest. So, I mean, I guess we can't say there's no chance that somebody else doesn't come out of the West. Things can happen. But like you said, I mean, bearing injury, it doesn't look like there's any team that is built. These teams have had all year long to put a roster together to try to match up with the Lakers, and it doesn't look like anyone has been able to do that, especially since they got Drummond. I mean, they played Drummond in that first – I don't know if you watched the first playing game. They played Drummond, Davis, and uh, LeBron together. They started them in that first playing game. It was disastrous. <laughs> yeah, it was, I think he came out in the third quarter, and then you just put him yeah. on a milk cart. They came out in the second half and figured it out, though. That that's that's the biggest thing, and I think we've been talked about that. Having those guys have different injuries for so long and not play to play with each other. Davis's biggest thing is he wanted to always play power forward, but they were better with him at center. Period. Well, yeah, so, I mean, it just works that way. I mean, you're not going to ask him to go down. And he doesn't have to go down there and bang and bang and no. bang, but you know. But my point is, they need to figure that part of, of it first. And they, luckily for them, they figured it out in the first half of the first playing game. So hopefully now going forward, they're going to be at their best. And I don't know who's going to be able to stop them. Like we talked about Phoenix, I think literally has one or two centers on their roster where L.A. has four guys who can start for just about almost yeah, any team in the tough. league. It's tough. You that's know what I mean? tough for Phoenix. So it's a, it's a hell of a way to, to get into the playoffs. But uh, I am interested to see how, how this all shakes out. I do think that the Lakers, like I said, the, 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 the Grizzlies, I, they don't stand a chance. Um, I'm going Knicks, Lakers, Utah, and uh, you know what? Philadelphia is, is definitely going to turn it on today. Uh, in the first first week of the the playoffs, man, they, they started it quick. They got the playing games done. They got the playoffs started yesterday, and uh, I kind of that's the way I like it. Stop it! What do you mean? The NBA doesn't know what quick is. Okay, <laughs> they're gonna drag this out. Because this is what they do. Although, apparently, you know, they got to get all this in before the Olympics. But we'll see. The playing games, the playoffs, that'll get started. It was nice to have it started early because the NBA usually never does anything that early. So to have the stuff literally be Thursday, Friday. They just had Friday off, right? No, the Warriors I was saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Play. You want to say, the NBA does, day. yeah, they'll do every other day, but these series will get dragged out. They will take forever. But you want to talk about someone who just gets it moving and going, it's the NHL. If you watch the NHL playoffs, <laughs> these guys are every <laughs> other day. Some guys, are, these Canadian teams are going to have to play back-to-back -back days because they started late. Canada's <laughs> crazy. Really? But, oh, yeah. 
but they gets it going though. They they and what's great about you know this is the problem with the NBA is like you look up I think that what is it what did you say two thirty tip it says for Go the up. first game of the day is two thirty. Uh, I think it's one. It's one o'clock today. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Pick a time. So let's one say o'clock. it's one o'clock. One, the ball <laughs> won't get jumped till like one twenty. Yeah, like uh, it's, at least one ten. It's, it's yeah, very yeah, yeah. annoying. Yeah, I know what you mean. If it says the game starts at one o'clock, how about it does not start at one o'clock? And it's like, but you watch the you know the NHL, they say puck drops at one. Guess what? The puck drops at one. Yeah, there's a difference between the broadcast starting and the game starting. Oh, it's awful sometimes. You're like, all right, I'm gonna settle in. Oh god, I got another ten minutes before this starts. You gotta watch the pregame video, the introductions. You gotta tell me about both sides. It's like, guess what? I know all about both sides. That's why I'm watching the game. How about we get that started? All right, drag shit out. That started. All right, so that basically covers the NBA playoffs, man. It, it was a slow sports day. I, the one thing I do want to touch on that I've heard about a thousand times this week, and I try to avoid it just because it comes from the too good to be true department, and I'm like, eh, oh boy. We'll are just, we gonna do this? We'll You're just let it happen. I'm not into it at all. But here, here, I hope not. Here's the truth: Julio Jones is going somewhere. Julio it Jones, ain't New England. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is, it, it, it got to the point where I heard about the, everyone talking about it a couple months ago in the draft. And then you keep on hearing people talk about it. But the truth is, Atlanta is in a, Atlanta has a half million dollars to spend. No cap space. <laughs> Zero. None. A, a half, a million, half a million dollars in cap space. So uh, they got to do something. Um, and after having Kyle Pitts added through the draft, after having Calvin Ridley already on the team, uh, they have Russell Gage and some other guy on the, on the roster. It seems like Julio's going to be the odd man out. Now, my only thing is I saw odds the other day saying that uh, – the Chargers and the Colts were the were the top teams together. Ooh, I like that Colts thing. Ooh, I like <laughs> that like so, Colts thing. So what do you like so much? Th- th- this is why I was saying. What do you like so much about that? Because it was Chargers, Colts, and then it, it was like Titans, Patriots, and then somebody else. I forget towards the bottom. Those are two if other teams. If he ends the up Patriots. in Indianapolis or L.A. Chargers, that's a nice fit. What? But why do you think that? With I don't think what does Indianapolis have that. You think he would be the missing piece? That's why I'm confused because in- they've got a good defense. That's number one. Okay. So they have a defense that can take them places. They've got a solid running game with Jonathan Taylor emerging at the end of last year as the sole primary guy for them. I guess. And then you put Julio out there, and then you have Ty still, Michael Pittman. I don't know. Did they bring? Did they bring back? Who was the tight end last year? Was it Ebron or was that a year before? That was the year before. That was the year before. But throw anybody out there at tight end. I'm going to Jack Doyle running back. Well, I think he retired, though. But that's a dangerous three wide out set with that back. And yeah, shit, Costanzo might re- reconsider retirement at that point. But do you? Tr- but would you trust uh, Carson Wentz? Yes. That's, yes, that, I do. That's, that's the biggest yes. thing. Yes. Ravens, 49ers, Patriots, Colts, Chargers, and Titans. So those yes. are the teams all in the market. Yes. That's what I was looking for. I trust Carson Wentz. So out of, out of those six teams... You you think the Colts? So I'll say it again. I'll go AFC NFC. So, well, they're all AFC except for one: uh, Colts, Chargers, Titans, Patriots, Ravens, and Forty ers Which team do you think would be the best fit for Julio? So, I mean, I know you really like the Indianapolis thing. The Chargers, honestly, the Chargers are good, but I mean, they seem a little, a little too young and a little too far away. Well, they'd have Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Julio Jones. That's that's. That's that's next level offense right there. But wh- is the defense that great? Where like you know what I mean? No. Justin Herbert's going to have this offense now. Now no. all of a sudden they're going to be contending with with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. No, I don't want to see him go to Baltimore because that's they just don't like to throw to receivers. I think that'd be a waste. The 49ers, I think the same thing. I mean, I mean him opposite of AJ Brown would be nice, but 
That's the one where it's yeah. like him opposite AJ Brown with Derrick Henry in the backfield. I still like the Indianapolis fit better. Really? Yeah. See, because I like obviously I, I think he'd be better off with the Titans, and I know you're gonna say of course, but with the Patriots. If if he goes to the you Patriots, Cam Newton bouncing balls to him. Well, if he goes to the Patriots, he's the number one. He's the number one wide receiver. You know he's gonna get those looks. You know Belichick number one needs <laughs> needs a number one wide receiver, and uh, he just he he's always done well with veterans on the back end of their career. And I just feel like if he came here, it would be Belichick knows how to get the most out of these guys, man. And I think it'd be the best for both of them. That would just piss me off, but <laughs> see. <laughs> Because you know there'd be something to it. That's all I'm saying. Not saying they'd be the best all time. He's going to come out here and break all kind of receiving records. But it would be a solid move for the Patriots. Um, I am curious to see. It's going to have to happen in the next couple months. You figure what? It's June. It won't happen until after June 1st. But if it does, but, you know, whatever. I'll say it's June in a couple weeks. So June in a couple weeks, uh, minicamp's going to be starting up. They're not going to want to have the guy in there mucking it up with his uh, – <laughs> Sitting <laughs> there with a salary, knowing he's going to get traded, basically. You know what I mean? So it'll be interesting to see what happens with Julio. Um, did I you doubt he even reports to a that's camp I mean, in Atlanta? Like, if, if he's really going to move him, why bother? Well, what's the point? Uh, before we get out of here, did you catch any of the UFC last night? Because the truth is, I forgot it was on. When I remembered it was on, it was over. I knew it was on. <laughs> the card wasn't great. It wasn't great. Um, it was. They had the Herman. They had the Hermanson fight. Moved the Hermanson Shabazian fight. I didn't even get to see it because by the time I got home, at that they put that fight on first. What time did it start? Good. Who knows? Um, oh, it started like seven or six o'clock. Because, but uh, yeah, I had it on similarly on to the side. I was really invested in the Golden Knights last night. <laughs> um, go Vegas, go. Yeah, exactly. But you know, I guess you know, it seemed like. From what I saw, like actually saw of the first two rounds of the main event, it was an even fight. But then apparently Rob Font just dusted Cody Garbrandt for the rest of the three rounds, and Carla Spaza worked over. I don't. I'm not even going to try and butcher the woman's name <laughs> I mean, that she she fought, but um, worked her over. So let me ask the same with Cody Garbrandt. What is the big deal with him? Everyone says he's a talented kid. And every oh, time, he is. He's very talented. But he but was the bantamweight champion. He's has been on a it's been rough lately that's on that's why so, i'm getting that but, it but hasn't been i really mean the guy's lately. got real knockout power he's still young for the division and you know bantamweight i the problem with bantamweight is the last time we saw a bantamweight fight that matt is it ended in a dq and the title changed hands and we've hardly heard from the bantamweight division since right. the dillashaw um Sandhagen fight got called off because Dillashaw pulled out after getting hurt. So wasn't he coming back? But. Well, he took an accident. He took, he took a headbutt or something in training, and he got cut. So they called that fight off. And so, I mean, the bantamweight division right now is a little ho-hum. A little blah. But I, I saw, uh, I don't want to say Friday night, there was a Bellator fight on, too, that I told you Chris, Santo, Chris Cyborg was fighting some girl. Yeah, exactly, which I was just like, eh, Bellator, I, I, I never know when it's on either. That's another one that it's usually I, on Fridays. This seems like they corner the market on Fridays. Is it? Yeah. I'll have to the Mary Coins then because ever since it left uh, Spike or Universal, Paramount, whatever the hell it's called, yeah. I, I haven't been able to 
catch up with it at all. I think it's on Showtime, actually. It is. It's on Showtime now. I have Showtime. So I run into it every now and then. I'll see a replay or something. Uh, but that's about it. That's about it. Is there any other good sports coming on this week? Coming this week? It's, it's been a slow week, man. It's it's not it's be not been you know? a slow week. It's been a great time for sports between the PGA Championship. You've got hockey. You've got basketball. UFC was on last night. There's a lot going on. Yeah, what was on I have UFC? no time to watch TV with my wife because I'm constantly watching sports. She looks at me like I'm crazy, but she needs to realize that this is what happens. to the season. So that's it, man. That's it. You know. Well, you know what? I'm going to get out of here because it's getting hot as hell in here. Um, these playing games are about to start soon. Playoff games. No Play- more playing oh, sorry. games. Excuse me. No I, more playing I got, games. I got to, playing games are over. I, I was I was stunned and scarred by the playing yeah, games. Yeah, we got to get to the window before one. That's it. That's it. We're going to get out of here. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Loud Sports Show. As always, we will be back here right again next week. Thanks for joining us. You can get the show, as always, on Spotify, iHeartRadio, and tune in. And like I said, we will be back here again, same time, same place, next week. Sixers. Ooh.